0: And another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins.
1: My name is Tony Clement.
0: And what's your Christmas card count at now?
1: I think we're at around 30 or 40. It's not like the old days.
0: Like that's to you. You're not talking about ones that you've sent out.
1: Yeah, not to, to, to me or to my wife, yeah.
0: Okay, and how many, again, do you normally send out?
1: We usually send out about 100 nowadays. It used to be like when I was an MP, it was like, in the thought. Well that's different. That's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was like hardcore campaigning.
1: Yeah. So uh, you may not get a Christmas card this year, Jody. It's no no offense, but uh, from you? From would, me?
0: I wasn't I don't know if I've ever well, I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten one from you to be honest.
1: Yeah. I don't think we and, do that.
0: Yeah, and I don't you can definitely not expect one from me. <laughs> okay. Well there we <laughs> solved that issue.
1: I won't be waiting with bated breath then.
0: <laughs> each week Each week, this show is brought to you by the crew at Municipal Solutions. Of course, the amazing team there, John and uh, his team doing a bang-up job. And you can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. Tony, I know that you can share a little more about what they do.
1: I'd be happy to, Jody. And I did see John and Anna, by the way, at uh, one of our festive gatherings uh, last week. So... He was out and about, uh, as we all are at this time of year. But of course, uh, Municipal Solutions, yeah, they're our presenting sponsor, and they are available for development services and project management. What do what I mean by that? Well, I mean development approvals, permit expediting, uh, planning services with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services, even things like minor variances and land severances, and good old building permits for all your municipal solutions needs. Go to municipalsolutions.ca. And then we are also sponsored by another couple of sponsors. I might as well mention those as well. Uh, the HarrisLegacy.ca. That's, of course, the newest book, uh, which is called uh, The Harris Legacy Reflections on a Transf- Transformational Premiere," which, uh, of course, uh, landed, I guess, last month, Jody. They've had a number of uh, uh, book uh, bookstore things and, uh, and whatnot, but it's all about Premier Mike Harris, Uh, Tim Hudak knows a little bit about him, we'll introduce him in just a second, but uh, yeah, it's about the fact that we're living in Mike Harris's Ontario today and there's a series of chapters by different authors like David Frum, Jack Mintz, uh, Gordon Miller who was the former environment commissioner David Hurley and many more it's edited by Alistair Campbell who was on our program a few weeks ago and uh yeah the the books are flying off the shelves so go to your your favorite uh, bookstore online or in person or go to the harrislegacy.ca to order yours just in time for christmas and uh yeah we also have a podcast that's Sponsoring us, Jody. If you enjoy this show, then we think you'll love the podcast Not Reserving Judgment from our friends at the Canadian Constitution Foundation, which is a charity dedicated to a freer Canada. In each episode, co- uh, hosts Josh Dehas, Joanna Barron, and Christine Van Gein update you on the latest legal news, tell you about legal stories that you might have missed, and give their bad legal takes of the week where they take a lighthearted look at uh, legal opinions that didn't quite land. Not Reserving Judgment isn't just for lawyers. It's a show for all Canadians who care about their rights and freedoms. The hosts aren't afraid of controversial subjects, and uh, there's a new one practically every week. uh, So please look out on your favorite uh, site uh, for Not Reserving Judgment judgment and download the latest episode today and then of course our friends at terrestrial radio hunters bay radio which you can find at huntersbayradio.com or 88.7 in muskoka every saturday morning they have a series of podcasts including ours and so we encourage you to listen to our podcast there as well as as you are doing now you're
0: done now i'm done (laughs) I don't, I've never asked you this, but that Harris legacy book. Yeah. Are you in that at all or no? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like pictures
0: or quotes or what?
1: No. Well, because there, I'm in there, I'm in the chapter on uh, municipal reform because I was municipal affairs minister at one point. And I'm in the chapter on democratic reform because I was in charge of uh, some of the democratic reforms that we did. Uh, but funnily enough, there's a chapter on healthcare and I was health health minister for almost three years and I'm not in that chapter. So I don't know. It's just a, it's just a crapshoot. But yeah, I'm in there about three times, I think, something like that.
0: Excellent. And that, and it does make a great stocking stuffer.
1: It does. It does. Yeah. yeah that's I haven't seen thinking. how
0: big it is. Like, is it like a paperback or is it hardcover?
1: No, it's, it's hardcover. I think it's about 350 pages or something.
0: Okay. Is our yeah. guest today in that book at all?
1: Oh, I'll have to look up the index. Tim, are you in that book?
2: I I don't know. I've got a copy and I got
0: to confess. <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. Not yeah. even the index. <laughs> Busted. Busted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know how politicians read books like that, Tim? They read it at, at the index first
0: to exactly. see if they're but in it. it I can go, I can
1: go
2: it, grab yeah. it. It's just across to, to the, the room. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, while you're grabbing the book, Tim, we, let's introduce our guest, uh, Jody. Uh, Tim Hudak, of course, is president and CEO of the Ontario Real Estate uh, Association, which is a very important organization in Ontario, and I, I would say nationally as well. Before that, he was a member of Provincial Parliament and a colleague of mine in the Ontario Legislature and in the Ontario Cabinet. So, Tim Hudak, welcome back to And Another Thing Podcast.
2: Good to be back on And Another Thing Podcast, Tony and Jody. And while you introduced me very kindly, I flipped the H's in the index. I'm not in there, but my wife, my wife, Deb Hutton, is in there. She would be in there. She made the cut
1: yeah she would be in there of course she was a very senior advisor to mike harris uh, in opposition we uh, when i was a staffer for mike harris when we were uh, the lead, when he was leader of the third party our our uh, debs and my offices were just down the hall from one another and so we uh, spent i guess a couple of years together as staffers. And then, of course, she moved into the Premier's office when Mike was elected leader, and I became a member of the Ontario Legislature. So we had a little bit to do with one another there. And she's now, she's now both of you guys are doing radio, right? Is, yeah, is yeah.
2: So, so Deb has her own uh, communications uh, company, so she's got her shingle out, and she does a lot of work on News Talk 1010 and, uh, and Bell Media. So she's regularly for your... Listeners in the Toronto or, well, across Ontario, I can stream it, uh, guest hosting on News Talk 1010 uh, and doing a lot of commentary. I pitch in from time to time, but she's doing a fabulous, fabulous job. Hey, by the way, Tony, that's where I first met you was actually at candidate college when you and I were both running in 1995. That's, oh my gosh. That's class right. And they gave us this quiz on the common sense revolution. I thought I was pretty smart <laughs> I studied it. I held it close to my chest like a Bible. And then this guy next to me got perfect. I said, who the hell is this guy? And he said, oh, I'm Tony Clement. <laughs> so you got 100% on that one, pal.
1: Well, that would have been pretty bad if I had got less than 100. I would uh, be hanging my head in shame. Yeah. In those days, we when we uh, were training candidates, we were very serious about them knowing the policy book uh, Mm -hmm. inside and out. And I think it stood us in good stead. I, there, there is a chapter in the book on sort of the reforms, like how to run elections, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, and, and it it was quite an innovative campaign, 1995 at the time. Of course, now when you talk about some of the things we did, like, uh, having a videotape that would be uh, dropped off in mailboxes, it sounds so uh, you know, ancient, but uh, at the time it was quite innovative.
2: We were ahead of Netflix, my friend.
1: I know. We yeah. that, yeah. They couldn't hold a candle to us. That's quite true. So uh, let's talk about the present though, and uh, maybe give our audience a little bit of a sense of what you're doing at the Ontario Real Estate Association. And uh, yeah, gosh, there's lots to talk about. So
2: Yeah, you bet. So the Ontario Real Estate Association is the association for the realtors in the province of Ontario. We're about 100,000 realtors in every big city, small town and village across uh, our province. I serve as the CEO. And you know we, we we support our members through our standard forums, through education, through leadership development, through events. But most of the time, Tony, when it comes to advocacy, that's where we are in the media. We are there as champions for homeownership, champions of those who want to who aspire to be homeowners one day and making sure that we can create that next generation of Canadian homeowners with affordable mm-hmm. homes once again.
1: Is that dream dead or is it still alive?
2: Still. I know you're a big music fan the worlds of, of, uh, of, uh, Oh my God. Now some, it's alive and kicking simple minds. It's oh, still yeah, alive and kicking. Yeah. And kicking. You know, we, we do poll on this and and um, listeners can can check it out. We just released a, a new poll actually uh, at Orea.com, O-R-E-A.com. And while i happy to talk about this further, the affordability crisis has actually deepened. This market is is tougher with fewer homes on the market, higher costs to buy a home or carry it with increased mortgage rates. Tony, I'm pleased to say, though, that the dream of owning a home has not died. It is as strong as ever. People still aspire to buy a home. The challenge for us in Ontario is, sadly, a lot of, you know, young Canadians in Ontario are looking elsewhere to purchase that first home,
1: but they do want to own one just like their parents and grandparents did. Oh, when you say looking elsewhere, it's like, like moving to Nova Scotia or something like that?
2: Yeah, we um, we actually did a, a survey on this as well and, and looked at search sites and we found that almost 50% of Ontarians who were uh, 35 and under were actively searching uh, real estate listings in other provinces. You nailed it. Nova Scotia and New Brunswick are two of the top searches. Alberta was another one. And that's a great risk, right? This is the the next generation of job creators, the next generation of entrepreneurs, the, the builders in the community. This is the best educated cohort we've had in our history. But if we don't get housing mm-hmm. affordability back in line, we could lose them to other provinces or to the states.
1: And of course, there's a—I a, mean, rental costs are still very large as well. It's not as if the, well I, I'll just rent for a while. I mean, because the 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 cost of rentals is, especially in the big cities, is just insane as well, right?
2: It's related in two ways. So you're you're absolutely right. And number one, we simply did not build enough homes. You know for. Most of the, you know, 2000 to up to about 2020, Tony, we dramatically underbuilt when it came to homes that get owned from the single family home to uh, to condos even, and we dramatically underbuilt rental properties uh, as well. And when you've got a growing population, millennials coming of age, immigration coming to Canada, people from Ontario, coming to Ontario from other provinces, you are compounding the problem. So that has driven up the cost of of homes to own as well as rentals, and secondly, when you don't build enough homes for people to own, they stay in rental properties longer. That means it's hard to get into a purpose built rental and then that cascades into social housing and who who pays the price it's actually the most vulnerable in our communities who are at risk of not having a roof over their heads
1: at all when you don't build right. enough supply right, right, right and this is a kind of an interesting time for a- advocacy organizations such as yours, though, Tim, because the housing crisis is top of mind for everybody. Uh, <laughs> and our, our politicians are, are paying heed now. It's, it's, it's something that they're constantly talking about, provincial level, federal level, municipal level. So is that, is that kind of driving your advocacy? You're, you're using this opportunity to, to get that message out and to work on solutions?
2: So it really was about 2016 that we started seeing home ownership um, heading sideways. Tony, I mean, a great thing about Canada, no matter you know where you came from, what generation, from Confederation through the the wars, right up 2016, each generation had a better shot at owning a home than their parents or grandparents. It's a great thing about our country. It, it built our middle class. It attracted talent from around the world. And You know, you you and I growing up, if you played by the rules, you worked hard, you got a a degree and a good job, you could afford a home at least in the neighborhood you grew up in. But that started turning sideways around 2016. And that's when we really said, you know what, let's be the advocates for homeowners and those that want to become homeowners. And we put a bunch of good ideas on the table to actually get more homes built that average Canadians can afford.
1: Uh, I'm going to toss the baton over to Jody, uh, but just after this question, because, uh, I just want to talk about 2024 a little bit too, because uh, there's a lot of talk about mortgage interest rates and uh, people start starting to, if, if these rates continue for the first half of the year, let's say, uh, that a lot of people are, are going to find their mor- their mortgages uh, jumping uh, as they renew uh, and not being able to afford that. Is, is that something that you've tracked at all or are concerned about?
2: Yeah, there's certainly a, a lot of a lot of pressure uh, on those who uh, who purchase when mortgage rates were at you know um, record lows. and will have to renew those mortgages uh, sometime in 2024, and then there is a risk uh, that they won't be able to keep up with the mortgage payments and have to put their home on the market. Now, it's why it's important I always work with a realtor. The last thing you want to do is to sell your you know most valuable and precious asset. There's other ways to you know economize uh, on your budget and then mm-hmm. make it through to when rate down but certainly Tony that that is a risk and you know as an association we feel that the um, well that the interest rates the bank of Canada have been too high for too long it's becoming a noose it's time to ease off the pressure on the housing market
1: yeah yeah I can see that uh, I think a lot of people will agree with you on that uh, Jody what, what are your thoughts on all this
0: yeah, Tim. One thing I was going to ask you, just sticking with the mortgage question, and you know, the majority—I shouldn't say the majority, but a ton of them will be coming up for renewal in 2024 in this country. Um, wh- I think it was Christopher Freeland talked about how the banks are going to have to to work with homeowners. I'm just curious. Do you have any indication of what what some of the tools or what their options might be in terms of of ensuring that people can stay in their houses as opposed to Losing them, I guess, is being blunt about it.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, it's probably best to have a, a mortgage broker walk you through there on how you can change the payment um, system, uh, look for a, a longer amortization period, those types of, of, of tools. But look, I, I, I think a better answer is actually to address interest rates and therefore address mortgage rates. When, here's, here's what's important. When, when you look at the underlying uh, inflation rate, the, the two top drivers right now are actually home prices, and as Tony talked about earlier, costs of rentals. And if you take those two issues out of the equation, you know inflation was actually about 1.9%. Uh, you know, so that, that tells me that what we need to do here is start easing off on uh, the pressure that the Bank of Canada has put on, on homeowners or those that want to get into the market with high interest rates, is mission, mission accomplished. Right. It's interesting, you have um, at a national level, the government trying to do things to get more homes built, to support affordability um, through the CMHC. But uh, on the other hand, the Bank of Canada is rowing in the opposite direction. It's a very
1: confusing national policy uh, and it's leaving people behind. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I think that uh, the, the pressure is going to build on the Bank of Canada on that front. But uh, if I may say, uh, putting my... Uh, partisan slash policy hat on, uh, you know, I kind of feel their pain a little bit because they're trying to, they're trying to suppress inflation or get it down to reasonable levels. And the government or governments, let's be ecumenical about it, are still spending, 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 which of course drives inflation higher. So uh, what you've got to do is have your fiscal policy match your monetary policy, which is tighter uh, and uh, that doesn't seem to be happening, which is only prolonging the misery, right?
2: Yeah, it's an excellent point. Um, absolutely true. Um, but I just think the, the bottom line now is that while the Bank of Canada has um, rightly acted to control inflation, you make an excellent point, Tony, that, uh, that governments are causing, they're pointing a little bit of gas on that fire. Uh, I think they've over-indexed, and they're yeah. causing some significant damage now to the housing market. You mentioned what's going to happen when people renew and, you know, and think of that, you know, that that graduate right now from, from U of T or Western University that's trying to get in the housing market, saved up every buck they could, but the higher mortgage rates and fewer homes in the market have actually made the affordability crisis deeper than it was even during the heights of the market a year and a half ago.
1: Hey, can I just ask a question about uh, realtors? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure every one of our listeners knows at least one uh, real estate agent but there's like more of them like there, there's there's a a bunch more people wanting to become realtors and and entering that that profession i guess uh and it's like i'm sure it must be tough for some of these realtors to actually uh you know chase those deals when there's more and more realtors who are who are out there do, you, do you, is that something that you're concerned about at all
2: um, it is a very challenging market right now for for those two reasons. Uh, number one, because of higher mortgage rates and lack of homes on the market, and we've fallen behind on on building new homes. Connected with those two factors, um, there's fewer transactions taking place. And right. you're absolutely right, Tony. People are very attracted to to real estate. They love talking about uh, houses. They I don't know if they watch um, HGTV and they want to go to the marketplace, yeah. but we've had a significant increase number of realtors who you know, do their licensing exams. They have to do uh, a renewal every couple of years for continuing education. Um, but we actually have more realtors now in the market uh, with uh, fewer transactions taking place. So it does put a lot of financial pressure on the individual uh, realtors. And there's a big a lot of models, right? I mean, some are in it full time, some are in it uh, part time, some true. doing occasional property. There, there's um, significant variety of, um, of options you have when you're looking for your realtor, our advice, always interview at least three, look them in the eye, check their background, and ask them how they're going to help sell your home or get you in the marketplace, you know, do your work and make sure you got somebody who's going to help you get the keys to that great place to
1: call home. Do you do a lot? Uh, yeah. So are you responsible for, um, the sort of continuing education of realtors? Is that your responsibility?
2: So actually, you know, It's it's the Real Estate Council of Ontario, or RICO for short. They're they're okay. the regulator. You may remember uh, Tony. We did those designated administrative authorities or delegated administrative authorities in government. It used to be uh, with government, and so RICO uh, determines you know what's necessary, what kinds of courses you have to do for continuing education. Okay. As an association, the Ontario Real Estate Association for Realtors, we think it'd be tougher. We actually want to see a higher bar. When it comes to uh continuing education we we invest in our members, but you know i th- I think we could uh raise that standard uh even uh, more to keep members on their toes
1: now you had a you had a meeting recently uh and uh, former u k prime minister Boris Johnson was your guest speaker
2: that was pretty wild that's exactly <laughs> right <laughs>
1: tell us about that
2: yeah so we we do an annual conference called the powerhouse and that basically is is the marriage of uh, of real estate and and politics and, and realtors because, you know, well, it's like Tony, you and I when we were in, in in politics, be successful as an MPP or an MP, you've got to be at every event, active in the community, a, a generalist, a fantastic networker, you know, get back to people, good communicator, all of those skills that help you in in politics, also right. pave the way for success in real estate. So they're natural advocates, right? So what we do Mm -hmm. is we have a gathering uh, every year. We bring the realtors in from across Ontario. Then they go and storm the hill or at Queen's Park. We had uh, 85 different MPP meetings. Wow. And to to help hone their skills, we often have high-profile guest speakers who can talk about how to to be very good at advocacy, how to get things done, and also have some perspective on home ownership and getting homes built. And Boris Johnson, as the UK Prime Minister and Mayor of London, did a lot of good things when it came to getting more homes built,
1: right, right. So was that was that the basis of his message then? Uh, you know uh, how to how to uh, interact with politicians better.
2: Big part of it. Um, it's yeah. a it's a great experience as CEO. I get to do the um, do the interview. We had uh, George W. Bush in the past. Had a chance to do President Bill Clinton. We've had Prime Ministers Crete and Harper and Mulrooney at our events as well. Um, because we want to learn from those that have been successful. So they've faced every advocacy group out there. and can give good advice on how to get your message across and get things uh, done. They're right. also in- inspirational, right? they're also very interesting and entertaining. And I, I tell you, Boris did have the crowd um, entertained, <laughs> intrigued <laughs> and
1: and laughing quite a bit. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a, he's a real entertainer, that guy for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I listen. uh, it's it's just great having you on the program again. I I, I love it when you know ex politicians. You know you you've you've built a a real second wind here with this career of yours, which is very impressive. And uh, you're still involved in public policy. You're still involved in the future of the province. So uh, good on you, and uh, I hope it continues for you, Jody. Uh, what what uh, what what do you have to say about this?
0: Well, I hate, I hate to put you on the spot, Tim, but can you uh, name your favorite realtor in Ontario?
2: <laughs> I, keep, I keep getting in so, so much trouble. These are my these are my 100,000 bosses that pay my salary. <laughs> Although I will say that, um, you know, Deb and I have a, a realtor um, who Tony will remember. Now, he helped Deb get into her first home, got us into our home uh, together as well. Remember Peter McClemon from Politics?
1: Peter. yeah. 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 So he's
2: been an awesome realtor for uh, us, and uh, goes to bat for us a lot. And he's he's another guy like uh, I guess like uh, me that uh, has had the two hats on between politics and real estate.
1: Well, and Andrew Hodgson's another one in uh, the Halliburton area. He's uh, doing
2: very well, and actually Andrew, um, who used to work there as a chief staff, right to to, to yeah. Premier Eves or Premier Harris as well. Uh, he's been on our government relations committee. Real, real smart guy. A great insight in terms of. You know, home ownership, housing issues, and how to get it done at Queen's Park.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know he's he's ter- he's terrific. And if we're gonna name drop, I better I better a name drop. Uh, one of my favorite human beings in Muskoka, uh, Laura Morrison, who's a realtor there, and uh, and she's uh, she's just great. Uh, she's uh, Jody. She's uh, one of the couples I went on that disco cruise with. So, oh jeez. <laughs> I have and to mention a, her.
0: Sorry to hear that for her, but uh, no, I know, No, she was the she only. The only realtor, here. the biggest realtor I know, is from listening to News Talk 1010. It's that guy that'll buy your house if it doesn't sell. That Frank Leo, that's the guy See? I hear about all the time. Marketing works, hey eh, Jody. Marketing yeah, works. Yeah, I seriously. know. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. man. Listen, Tim. Uh, great having you on again um, because uh, you know it's such a. The market is just, it's not a static market that is changing all the time. So uh, I, we really appreciate the update and I know our listeners do too. So uh, maybe just uh, let people know how to get a hold of your organization and uh, thank you again.
2: Yeah, you bet. Tony, Jody, thanks for being back on. Continued success and thanks for what you gentlemen do to keep public issues uh, out there with good ideas, great uh, history, and uh, a lot of energy. Um, you'd hear more about us at orea.com You can follow us through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all O-R-E-A, and you can usually track me up there, Tim Hudak, H-U-D-A-K.
1: Thanks, guys. Have you, got, have you guys got a podcast yet, Aria We had a podcast,
2: and we retired it. Oh, it was, no. Yeah. It was that good. It was that good. Wow, that's good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's always lots more podcasts out there, so don't yeah. worry about it.
2: Yeah, I'll just jump on a successful podcast like your own.
1: Oh, you're very kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Tim. Great to have you on, buddy.
0: See you again. Excellent conversation, and uh, he's a two-time guest now? Is that his second appearance?
1: Second appearance.
0: Okay. Who's yeah. leading? Is it still Steve Paken for appearances? Paken,
1: Paken is number one. Yeah, I think he's been okay. on three times. Well, so, I thought well, it was
0: four, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Oh, no, we, we've we invited him back, and we are going to set that up for the new year. He, he just didn't work uh, in our timetables in December, but
0: we'll yes, have Steve Paken on, on again. He's been on three times, turned us down eight times.
1: <laughs> that's that's you that's probably very, very I, I, just said that.
0: I just said that because now I know I'll get an email from him. So Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well we have to have our we have to have our mention of Steve, but he is he is one of our big fans and we really appreciate it. And you had that chance encounter with a former guest of ours uh, this week too. So that's great. I've
0: seen, I've seen Warren Kinsella twice now at Starbucks in Belleville. So there you go. Yeah, that's I think weird. he must be spending a lot more, t- or maybe just because it's near the holidays. Like I know he has a place mm. down in the county, but I'm right. I, I feel like he might be there more, more now than normal, but. I don't. I have. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in so long. Even both times he was on the phone, so I didn't get a chance. Oh, is to that talk
1: right? No, to oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah, we uh, so. we did appreciate it. He was one of our early guests, actually. Uh, right, right at the start of this uh, little adventure that we're doing, so we appreciate that, and we always like to have return guests too. And I know you you were working on getting Leo Rush back on, which would have been great. So hopefully, we can get that done at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to having Leo, and we got some other. Other guests in the queue. You just never know with this program. I should it's say good. too. Don't forget. Don't forget to go and vote on our polls. Yes. Um, on Spotify this week, we're going to do. I'm going to ask the question about how many Christmas cards uh, you receive from politicians. Although, or was that already a question? I don't remember now. I'm getting so. Do you remember if that was a question or not?
1: Uh... Or do you know.
0: I'm just I, looking I, right I, now. I'm looking right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: look what, at it, look. Fi- find out because the last,
0: uh, the last one we did. Oh yeah, no, the last no, one we did for NFL. NFL was about was about no, it was about homelessness when oh, we had right, uh, right, right. Lee Bercy on. Yeah. yeah, so That's This right. week we're gonna ask about how many Christmas cards you receive from politicians, and we'll see what uh, we'll
1: what see the what answers comes are. Out of that. We did
0: have some feedback on the homelessness issue that was good. So that was uh, good. Lee, Lee was great, and uh, some good good comments uh, regarding that episode. So. I'm sure we'll have him on at another time. And Tony, we should thank Municipal Solutions, our presenting sponsor each week. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca.
1: And also the theharrislegacy.ca to order your book about uh, Mike Harris, The Harris Legacy, Reflections on a Transformational Premier. And then Not Reserving Judgment podcast. Uh, find it wherever you consume your podcasts. And again, don't forget about our terrestrial radio podcast, sponsorship as well. And you can re listen to this program and many other podcasts at uh, huntersbayradio.com.
0: As always, it was a pleasure. We will do this again in seven days.
1: Sounds like a plan.